0: Hey, this is Gabriel Fuerza, and you're listening to Wrestling With Entertainment.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome to the show at Wrestling With Entertainment, bringing you the latest exclusive pre- the latest exclusive breaking news, previewing and reviewing the latest shows from WWE, AEW, New Japan, every Saturday, and interviewing all your favorite wrestlers on Wednesday. In your house, not in your basement. Every side every everything on YouTube and (laughs) Castbox. I'm your host, that guy James J. Alongside the leader of Squash Squad, Kaliko Yachts.
2: Man, the way you went through that intro, I thought you had kids messing you up, man.
1: What's up? (laughs) I'm tongue tied. Uh, the American Scooter Dust.
3: A toast to my wife and all my sweethearts. May they never meet.
1: And the Canadian Sensation drink coming back as our guest, Drew from the Wrestling with Drew, and, uh, DP and Drew Cell podcast <laughs> of
0: Wow. What what Canadian herbs are you smoking there in Los Angeles, California there, James? And it is Drew from Wrestling With DB in Drew's podcast. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me back. And still not the second cousin of Brett the Hitman Hart, but maybe related to Dwayne The Rock Johnson.
1: There you go. And it's a great day for wrestling. And it was a great... Week for us, we, re- uh, we interviewed uh, Gabriel Fierza last week on the show. Fierza! Uh, that, yes, that, pronounced that way. Uh, and that was a fun interview, kind of very pop culture-esque in that interview. Uh, next week, uh, we are interviewing Colossal Mike Colossal, Mike Law. And that is just an incredible interview with just an incredible guy that has been doing this for so long. Um, the week after that you could uh, you could catch Armani Chaos. And who you won't hear on that podcast is Kaliko Yachts. But what you will hear is a lot of um, maybe some controversial things uh for Limitless fans. What you say, Scooter?
3: Yes, but you will hear Coleco. He was just unmute the whole time. <laughs> That's right!
1: <laughs> March, um, March 31st, we interview Mark Shaw, which is another just must-listen. And then our Wrestling with Mania week interview the prize, Alec Price, which we are very excited to have. Um, and that brings us to April, which is we are officially announcing our Wrestling with Mania weekend. Which is going to be a week long. Every day leading up to WrestleMania, that whole week, we will have a show on and how will we be celebrating and kicking that off, Scooter, in March?
3: With... the
1: remix. I was going to say... Or not. I was going or or maybe something, something else. else. It's a mystery!
3: <laughs> Even I don't know what's gonna happen! Uh, It's the mania madness tour. At least I hope that's what you're getting at, since we did not go over this before. Madness. <laughs> uh. I mean,
1: but don't we stuff on the show?
3: <laughs> yes, the mania madness. uh, we, we are we are taking our opinions and we are putting it in your hands, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to pick four matches from our favorite WrestleMania matches, and they're going to go up against each other in polls, which you can find on the Wrestling With E, the Twitter of the show. You vote. You decide who goes on. And the winner, the, the, the winning match, the person who chooses it, they don't get anything, but they will put a very big smile on their faces
1: and on saturday uh april third, we will be previewing wrestlemania and everything wrestlemania uh sunday we will have another trivia night with maybe some special guests uh monday the fifth we will be Watching, uh, a stardom match with Basic Becca and Little Mean Cat Tuesday, we will be, uh, watching, um, uh, the match between Clay Wilson and Holden, uh, Holden Albright with Clay Wilson and Holden Albright. Wednesday, as I mentioned, an interview with Alec Price and, and, uh, NXT TakeOver Remix Show. Part one on the stand. B, stand and
3: deliver the stand remix and the deliver remix.
1: The eight we will be watching along. Whoever wins the the March Madness um uh, tournament and the stand. And may,
3: Mania Madness! I bet March. Madness. I don't think we could use Mania Madness.
0: Uh, NCAA will come for your necks. <laughs> oh.
1: Then definitely not we'll come for your Madness. Next. Mania Madness. Mania Madness. We will be. They'll just send Charles Barkley. We will him too. That might sound fun. Uh Mania Madness, we will be watching along the winner of that tournament and the second night of NXT the Little with Scooter Dust on the remix on the UNB Network. Friday we will be watching along DVN vs. Take Conti from AEW Talk with DVN. The, uh, Saturday we will be doing another Wrestling With Saturday show don't exactly know what we'll be talking about, but later in that day we will be once again on the remix with live alternative commentary for Wrestlemania on Saturday and Sunday. And Monday, we could sleep. Did I cover everything but could we get into the show <laughs> <now>? <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna cover.
2: be a lot of booze that week. I know that much. It's gonna be a lot <laughs> of boozing, uh, a lot of boozing, a lot of
1: bruising, and let's uh, let's get into the song. Yeah, now. Ugly. No, ugly. Get we with. Put ourselves over. Uh, which one will be wrestling moose? I believe today in a unification match between the Impact and TNA Championship. And whoever wins that match goes on to wrestle Kenny Omega at the actual peak preview. Um. Yeah. What? First and foremost, Moose and uh, Swan. Who? who,
3: who Moose and be- Squirrel. <laughs>
1: That, that's going to be a great match, but who would you rather see, Russell Kenny?
3: Oh, Rich, Rich Swan, obviously. I mean,
1: oh, uh, Joe.
0: Nobody. Nobody. If okay. I could be, if I could be critical for a moment, the reason why I say nobody is because. Since this Forbidden Doors thing has opened, Impact has looked like the ugly redheaded stepchild to AEW. So them having a unification match for a belt that they just re-entered in storyline just to have it go to another pay-per-view to face Kenny Omega. I get what they're doing. It's the Kenny Omega collector of belts tour but I don't give a shit about it to be honest with you it's if we're going to be partners then we should be equal partners we shouldn't be I'm putting you down I'm bullying you I'm saying I'm superior to you and then these two guys they kill each other to unify the the TNA and impact belts and then their consolation prize for winning that match is to go face the best belt On AEW, don't really give a. I don't really care about it, to be honest with you.
1: And what say you, Kaliko?
2: Remember when I told y'all at the beginning of all this that Rich Swan was going to get fucked? (laughs) (laughs) It's coming. It's coming. But I mean, it's going to be Rich Swan, and here's why. Because moves. Is, is as much as he's limited in ring, size-wise, he's a big motherfucker. You forget this dude you played for the Falcons. That's the only reason I even know about Moose. He played DN for the Falcons, so I know exactly what he brings. So, uh, the story really didn't have nothing to do with Moose. It had more to do with Rich Swan because remember when they first brought Kenny on Rich Swan was like, "Man, I'm the champ. Why can't I go through the VIP line type shit?" So well, it's all coming. It's all coming back to that. To,
3: it wasn't that he was trying to leave.
2: Was it? Was he trying to leave? I know he was, was trying, he to, trying to. Oh yeah, he was, he was trying, trying to dip, to try and then place. yeah, he was trying to dip, and then they were like, "You ain't on the list, so you can't go nowhere." Type shit. And and that in itself was like, you know, not a good look. I get where Drew's coming from as far as like it's supposed to be equal, but there's a difference. Like, Impact had... Impact don't have no leverage in this shit. Because <laughs> Impact ain't got no national TV deal. Impact ain't, ain't, ain't really have any assets to let, let.
0: I don't mean to cut you, Coleco, but I'm gonna do it like this. AEW is the NFL and... Impact Wrestling is the CFL. People in Canada don't give two shits about the CFL. I live in a city that has a CFL team, and nobody cares about it. If you live in Saskatchewan, you might care about your CFL team. That's exactly what this whole thing has shown us. Well, when, so, when, when that's what I was going to say.
2: You've proven my point. It's like the NBA Navy. That's the reason why AEW is going to get over on top. But the funny thing is, is that, like, it's because I feel like AEW is, like, kicking in their door. You would think, like, other than the Good Brothers, like, somebody would be coming on AEW for Impact. And, like, bitch, you just ain't going to run up in my house. Like, that's me. Like, somebody pulling a kick dough on me and I'm not going to do shit, like, that's to me, the is the bigger sin than anything I mean- I mean,
3: in terms of comparing, you know, the NFL and the CFL, I mean, the CFL, you know, when the teams are either the Stampede or the Rough Riders, literally, those are the only teams, like, there's like a league of six teams of Rough Riders and the other is Stampede, but we're forgetting one essential thing, that the unification match is happening on impact territory.
0: Okay, but you're you're talking about it in such a way like this th- these two belts. Remembered TNA the TNA World Title just got reinstated as a as a championship belt what two weeks ago, and now it's in a unification match. And even Scott Demore this week on Impact said Moose a year or so ago you found that belt in a prop closet. So, like, the your, they put themselves down so much. AEW can come in their house, spray paint it, piss on their floor, shit in their toilet, eat all their food, steal the TV, and then nobody from Impact does anything. Not even the Good Brothers do anything. The Good Brothers are in line with Kenny and Don Callis. And Don Callis is like, it. it doesn't even act like he works for Impact. It's like he works for himself. So it means nothing. If we're going to be going back to the territory days of wrestling, every territory meant something. It didn't matter if you were in the Carolinas, if you were up here in Toronto, if you were in New York, if you were in St. Louis, if you were in California or Florida. All territories meant something, and their champion meant something. Now with this, you're just telling me that impact wrestling means nothing. What they do means nothing, and AEW is just going to gobble them up and spit them out and use them as a developmental league down the road for them to get their, their guys over. That's exactly what they're doing.
2: Yeah. I, I I just feel like somebody, I don't even care if it's the low li- the lowest ranking dude in Impact. Somebody got to show up and be like, you need to run up in my house. Like, because I will tell you this in when USWA used to run Texas and Tennessee, when one of them were 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 stepping on boundaries, oh it was a wrap, it it was like blood and crips. But I mean we in the new age, so I can't, you know. we can't
0: we can't hurt people. That's that's so, what it is. We don't want to step on toes because we're getting our guys on TNT. That's why like so, that that's what it comes across to me.
1: So is everybody kind of in? kind of unanimously think that whoever Kenny goes up with, up against, more than likely with Swan, that Kenny's just going to eat him up and take his belt.
2: It seems that way. I mean, it, it just seems that way in the fact that, like, it feels like Impact is defenseless. Like, no one's Doing jack shit. Like, if somebody is coming on my sh- on my show and I'm the champ, and they taking up all my air, fuck that. Like, I'm kicking them off fucking their throat. No. No. Well, no.
1: The-, guess- so, the paper
3: view where this will happen is rebellion. Is rebellion. Eventually, it's going to get to a point where the impact roster is going to say enough. That's what they're waiting
2: for. I, I get that point. But as soon as I stepped on the door, it should have been enough. Yeah. And that's the point. Like, cause it just feels like, it feels like, uh, you're getting bullied up until it's like getting bullied. Like eventually you're going to stand up, but that, that, that time between you not doing shit to the point you standing up, it matters.
1: Well, I mean, can he? Be let strong? me let me say continue, this. Continue. Yeah, continue. Okay.
0: okay, let me say this. I don't mean to cut you off, there, James.
1: No, of course.
0: But the the whole thing is this: every week, Tony Khan comes on with these paid ads, disrespecting Impact. Then, I know we're going to talk about it later with the the AEW stuff, then on this week's edition of AEW, they then put Impact Wrestling is the fault why we had the Sparkler of Doom barbed wire match fiasco at the end of the AEW pay-per-view. So like what Coleco is saying, where is the pushback? Not anybody is seeing that their home is being disrespected. And here's what's crazy. You got the Good Brothers showing up every week, not doing everything. Now, Ethan Page left the company and is now working for AEW. So it makes Impact Wrestling look like a minor league promotion. They're not going to be looked at as on par. No matter if you want to tell me that Kenny and the winner of Swan and Moose are going to face each other at Rebellion, to be honest with you, who's buying the pay-per-view? 100,000 people? It, or maybe they'll get a bump because Kenny's on it? But nobody cares about Impact. They're putting themselves back to where they were like five, six, seven, eight years ago. So all of this stuff means nothing for them. It didn't help them. It didn't turn the needle. It didn't introduce new fans. It just made them look weaker. And if they don't do anything, they look like punks. And if they do something now, they still look like punks.
1: Well, Kenny did beat with Swan in the six-man that they had um, a couple months ago. Um, you know, if if Swan does actually beat Kenny in this in that match could we maybe say that that was maybe the story arc and that there was a little bit of redemption and that uh, Impact maybe doesn't look as bad as maybe they've been presented in the last couple months Calico
2: one win does not one win does not overcome four or five months of getting your skull drug
3: but what does it say if Swan ends up walking away with AEW's belt?
1: I do not believe it's a double. Check oh my god! Check. AEW fanboys
2: yeah. might have a riot. Might be a riot out there, bitch. Yeah, it's it is title for title. Mm-hmm. It is title for title.
1: Okay, then like, Kenny's definitely not losing.
2: <laughs> but my question is, your your percentages, your your odd percentages that that impact wrestler. Either one of them is gonna beat Kenny. What?
1: Well, we'll continue this discussion maybe next week. I to say,
3: don't, un- don't underestimate them.
2: Oh, I'm not. I, I wouldn't. I'm not saying it's like underestimating, but it just feels like the writing's on the wall, and it's kind of obvious.
1: Uh, I think we'll maybe self this conversation for maybe next week To see kind of what where we're heading In this new rivalry um, In the WWE news uh, John Laurinaitis uh, Executive Vice President of talent Relations uh, Is back in WWE um, In a new uh, position That was created specifically for him um, what does this mean for WWE? Spirit? Bella stepfather?
3: But... Huh? People power. Apparently. Uh. Good God. Why? Why? Why is John Laurinaitis back in wrestling? For God's sakes. I mean, come on. Oh. Like. <sighs> I, 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 there, there's nothing positive to say about this. There really isn't.
1: Alright, then Drew, you have I, something negative? <laughs> I, I,
0: um, It's another one of Vince's yes-men to add to the collection. He already brought back Bruce Pritchard, so why not John Laranitis? And you're not going to be picking guys and girls that actually can wrestle. It's all going to go back to that vanity thing. So be prepared, folks, that the in-ring stuff that we see, John Laurinaitis can't pick talent out of a paper, wet paper bag. So, like I said, it's just one of Vince's yeah. yes-men coming back to the company, coming back home. That's all.
1: i got to have
2: Laurinaitis in that role. I, I need to be John Laurinaitis for a day, cause it, to keep getting these checks, man. I need, I need him. I need his. I need his. Uh, his his resume and his employee skills. Plus,
3: plus he's married, He's yeah. Plus the reality TV money with uh,
2: total Bella's the, the, the Bella's mother. I know my my man is getting checks. Say what you want, but he getting the checks, right?
0: <laughs> I ain't mad. I ain't mad at him. I just, just don't care. Like, like again, he, I he don't like, care. A- <laughs> Get your money, homie. Do your thing. To be honest with you, it's not a new thing he for said, me. I may not like, be a legend in the ring, but I'm gonna be a legend in the bank. <laughs> exactly. My 401 k is looking bright. Look, he, look stupid. They're going to hire you. You're going to take the job. All you have to do is say, yes, Vince, 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 and get a check and then get your royalties off of um, Total Bellas, and then your stepdaughters will come back and wrestle, and you'll manage them or something and be on TV. It's another one of those things. "Hmm, Next. Nobody gives a shit. Move on. At this point, he has a 401k. Pretty much.
2: I told you he, he told you he wasn't a legend in the ring, but he said he'll be a legend at the bank
1: because <laughs> uh, he steals those
2: pens
3: attached yeah.
1: uh Ruma and then you went suggest that um andrade is uh possibly leaving w w e and that he gave his notice uh on monday uh scudo
3: uh, I can. I can tell you that yes, that is true, and is uh, it has been denied.
1: Well, well the thing is, how uh, much, so how Andrade much does on there, this
3: How much time does on? I believe he's got a fair amount of time. Um. Where is it? I know he's changed his uh his Twitter handle as well. I believe he changed it in anticipation. Um, yes. Uh, uh, Andrade is apparently he's been looking miserable backstage. He showed up. He's one of two, along with Aleister Black, who continually shows up and is told. Creative has nothing for them. Um, he's even removed WWE from his Twitter handle and bio. He's made a cryptic post on Instagram. Uh, I, I really thought he, I he really thought he was going to get it, get his release, um, and. The, uh, the only thing you have to take into account is that he's in a relationship with Charlotte.
1: They're engaged.
3: And uh, yes, they, they're engaged. And in fact that that was even brought up on the uh, most recent episode of Straight Up Steve Austin.
1: Correct.
3: Um, the thing is, is that he's got he's got... Maybe I, th- I think I think he resigned a while back when he was when he was like I'm not sure he's got maybe he's got a good deal of time. Otherwise, he wouldn't have asked uh, for his re- release. You know, I get let me crunch some numbers. Let me see what I can find.
1: No. I'll ask you this question. Uh, you think that this may, is maybe a walk and that, you know, all this cryptic social media, the room and then you wonder all that stuff is maybe something that WWE is using as a, as a storyline?
0: No. No. Because if because them working together and that got turned down. And I think this is just me putting my 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 thinking cap on. I think they're scared because you got um, the uh, you got uh, Thea Trinidad out there, and that's a free agent. And um, if he becomes available, the door is open for AEW to let them in because we've seen what happened with people that are that have been not happy with WWE. We got Paul White leaving, Christian Cage has left, um, Thea left. So I don't think it's a storyline. I think Tommy End and I think Andrade are both unhappy because they are talented. They should be on the top of the card. They should be in that main event picture. But WWE doesn't see it that way for them. And then when creative has nothing for you and you keep coming to work in a pandemic... Getting te- it's not like we like before where you come to TV, you sit around, you play, you go on, on up, up, down, down, and and all that kind of stuff. When you come to work, you got to be tested, you got to do all this, all this protocol, and you're showing up to just sit there for hours upon hours upon hours for what? And if there's a possibility, for the way I see it. I think Andrade holds out the way that Brody Lee held out for that whole year, and then they'll finally just give him his release and move on. Because if they have nothing for it, for him, and he hasn't been on TV for what six months or even more, okay. what what's the point of hanging on to the guy? What's the point of hanging on to the guy just just to keep him miserable? Because you're scared that he's going to go to the competition. That's what it. That's what I see. To be honest with you.
1: And, uh, Clicker, you think that this is more, uh, they're afraid that wherever CN might go, uh, uh Charlotte might follow?
2: Fuck no! no. <laughs> Hell no! Charlotte's the biggest star on the fucking roster, and she ain't going nowhere! Because if anything you know about ladies, when it's their career, shit, holla. (laughs) Peyton Royce still there. Didn't Sean Mm -hmm. Spears leave? (laughs) Like, fuck all that shit. (laughs) That shit goes out the window. But, I mean, I I get what everybody's saying, but, I mean, WWE's got the leverage. So I I hate when people be like, oh, I'm asking for the release, and why wouldn't WWE release them? Because they don't have to. You're under a contract. On, You're under a contract. So this, this is literally like the Deshaun Watson situation where he signs a contract. He's not happy. He wants to dip. And in and Houston, and Houston, WWE is Houston. Like, bitch, we just signed you. Like,
0: we you don't ain't going
2: nowhere till we say so. Like, Exactly.
0: Holla. That's, that's the problem with, with modern-day sports and modern-day professional wrestling. Guys do not honor their contract. If they have nothing for you on the show and if there's something else you can do to help the company, I don't know, learn how to edit, learn how to shoot the camera, learn a different skill set, Look, be try to be in the writing's room. If they can't physically use you in the ring, there's other things you can do and learn that can further your career. Down the line, if and when you do leave WWE, so you have a bunch of skill sets, not just be like, "Well, cr- creative has nothing for me." But I could go learn how they set up the state of the art stuff for the for the Thunderdome. I could learn from Michael Cole how to to do commentary. I could learn how to be a backstage interviewer. I could learn how the creative process works. You know what I mean? Other little things you can do instead of crying and saying they're not using me in the ring and I want out when you just signed a lucrative five or four or three year deal and now you're two into it, you're not liking what you're seeing and you want out because they're not giving you what you want. That's ex- that's what it is. You're being a bratty uh, child.
3: There is protocol to how everything works backstage at a WWE event. It's not not as simple as, oh, let me go see how they do this or they do that. No, that's why the WWE has divisions and teams and specific employees that do this
0: stuff. Okay, that's fine. But why wouldn't you, as a performer, seeing that they have nothing for you creatively, why wouldn't you come up with stuff creatively and try to present that? Instead of sitting here and saying, I want out, and then you what you, you just show up on AEW TV, they're not trying to give their competition every leverage. And like what Kaliko said, you we just signed you, we ain't letting you go just because you want to go because you ain't happy here. This is so you know what you could do, quit and leave the damn money behind. Oh. Well. His
3: uh, his contract is up in um, October. Okay, then
0: ride it out until October. Oh, he said
2: ride. He can ride that shit out. Keep ride it out.
0: Co- keep collecting your checks every two weeks, and when October hits, you you clear out. And if if there's no ninety, I, if your contract's up, there's no ninety day compete clause. That's only if you're released. So you don't have to wait. You get released on Monday, and if you want to show up on Wednesday on AEW, then you do so. But until then, pull your damn boots up and stop crying like a little bitch and because they don't have anything for you. That's what I'm tired of when I watch when I see wrestlers and, and sports and, and athletes do. When things get hard, they want out. It's not like Oh, remember when LeBron left Cleveland the first time and everybody was burning a jersey? He did his due. He played out his contract. He's a free agent. He can choose wherever he wants to go. That's that's what what it is. At the end of the day, you signed a deal. You know what you're getting yourself into. Shut up, suck it up, and move on.
2: Honestly, I just played a long game. Because if you ask for the release, they're going to hold you. They're gonna put you on that no compete, which means you're not gonna get paid. So you might as well just like sure. wait till October. Get, get go ahead, dip, and that way you could just do whatever the hell you want. Like we're in March, seven months ain't yeah. gonna kill you. Like,
1: nope. uh, th- but I get th- I get
2: him th- it being in the heat of the moment. I oh, yeah, I, I can see yeah, like but I mean no. it's one of those things where like as long as he's not making it public and making it ugly, oh, oh, they they might do it sooner than later because you keep in mind. FTR did it a certain way. Goldust did it a certain way. One got their wish. The other one didn't.
1: That's true. No, also,
3: be- Andrade has gone out on record warning independent talent of he did, he did this a while back, but of yeah, the potential situation that he now finds himself in.
2: My issue with that is he didn't say, say that shit in NXT.
1: That's a whole other discussion. Um, but uh, well, I think we'll... it is.
2: It is. But but I mean, hell, he could go back to NXT. Shit, like Finn went back and ain't been better
1: since. We'll see. The, what he reco-
3: Andrade requested to go back to NXT. He was denied.
1: Well, damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> we'll see where this goes, and hopefully, it goes where OCN wants it to. Um, until then, uh, WrestleMania uh, tickets are available finally, uh, and WWE plans to have forty-five uh, thousand fans, I believe. Uh, is that maybe? T- are they maybe aiming a little too high? Are they not aiming high enough? What do you think Scooter? Are they trying to get more people in there than the at Super Bowl this point, at this
3: point at at this point we're we're gonna see a a temporary spike. In 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 COVID, uh, after WrestleMania, you know, it, it, it's gonna happen. I, uh, the it's God. I just it's yeah, irresponsible. To a degree, but for forty-five, I I think that's aiming way too high. Quite honestly, um, I, I I don't even know if they could unless they have a written, documented plan or. How they would keep forty five thousand people separate and safe? Yeah, I think it. it, it I think it's it's doomed to be a, a hotspot of virus activity.
1: What's a YouTube? I mean, you uh, you're still in lockdown, kind of sorta of, in Canada, right?
0: Um, where I live, we are considered in the gray zone. So we have, we're in a semi lockdown, but non essential stores are open with restrictions. So um, non essential stores get 25% of their capacity, and essential stores like grocery stores get 50% of their capacity. Um, with us, vaccinations are for anybody that's between the ages of 80. I think it's 80, to, 80 and up. And then with the AstraZeneca um, vaccine, that's between anybody the ages of 60 and 64. But that's that's just a whole other conversation down the pike. To answer your question, Florida hasn't given two shits about COVID, to be honest with you. They haven't cared because just look around you. We got WWE still doing stuff in the Thunderdome. Um, we got the Super Bowl there. We have my or not mine, but the Toronto Raptors are playing games in Tampa in front of crowds. So
1: AEW every Wednesday.
0: A potential spot every AEW up in Jacksonville. Um independent guys are talking about running shows throughout Florida during WrestleMania week. So to be honest with you, they are just doing what they've done best they have not stopped and they have turned a profit in a pandemic. So they haven't shot too high, they haven't shot too low. They're just doing what they know they can do. And even you look at a place like Texas. Texas is going to open or have their um the Texas Rangers have their their first game I believe mid August or mid April with um with 100% capacity in their new stadium with with mask. So I, I just look at it, especially with over what I see in America, you guys will be probably vaccinated way quicker than us here in Canada, but Florida hasn't given a shit about COVID, so do do I see a spike? Probably, but it's going to be like, oh, I'm on with the status quo. Can
3: I say
1: you want to finish this
3: off? You really can't. Continue. I will say- I, yeah, let's, I let I, I let Scooter go. I, I just again. want to say, with the, regards to Texas, you can't really lump Texas in because Texas, as as at this point, essentially is doing its own thing at this point. Texas isn't on the national power grid. It's the only state that's not on the national power grid. Uh, so oh. whatever Texas does, he can't be uh, uh, is isn't an indication of. Uh, the country essentially. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to lump Texas. No, no, no. no it, I, 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 I just
0: want it. clarify that for anybody who didn't know. Okay. All, all I'm saying is that what we see is that since the beginning of the pandemic, where has wrestling been? Florida, Jacksonville, Tampa, and Orlando. Wrestling has been there, and we've. Across the board, even here in North, even here in, in Canada, we've seen that Florida doesn't care. They they could have twenty thousand cases in one day, forty thousand cases the next, and people are going out for spring break, going out on the beach, not practicing social distancing, not practicing anything to be safe. And then you're going to tell me that the WWE has an opportunity to turn a profit in a pandemic and they're not going to take that chance like they've done before since the beginning of this thing, of course they will. And if they could get 60,000 people in Raymond James Stadium for those next two nights, they would. If they could easily get in two nights, 60,000 on night one and night two, they would do it because it's turning them a profit. Because WWE is right now, and I'm sorry to say this, and I say it on my own podcast with, with DB, the WWE is a revenue-driven company, so they only care about their bottom line. We just talked about Andrade being happy. You really think they care about one guy being unhappy? If they can get forty-five thousand people on night one and forty-five thousand people the, the next night, and get ninety thousand people in there, they're gonna do it because it turns them a profit. That's what they care about right now.
1: Click on us so. Far?
2: All right. Now, since I've heard all sides, I can see why they would try to for forty-five thousand because they did twenty-some odd thousand at the Super Bowl, and you're thinking you're not going to have a a hundred-yard field to to uh, to deal with. So, you know, having more people floor would make more sense. So, I see that point. Um, to me. I get what what Scooter said. They're in their own, like not lumping as far as like what they do, but you can lump them as far as like ideology, right? Like the the two states that were like fuck it are like Florida and Texas. Cause keep in mind the Rose
1: Bowl, which is usually yeah. Pasadena
2: got moved to Dallas because Dallas was fucking bring them all in, right? Um forty five thousand, it's it's risky, but it's in there's not people ringside, I would say. If they could keep everybody kind of like away from the ring, but I do get Scooter's point because y'all know wrestling fans are not the most genic people in the world. Therefore, you know, I, I get that part, you know, because it'd be some wrestling fans, man. We know they'd be missing that soap and water like they don't have a relationship with. It. So, <laughs> so we got to so, so if you are going, because usually I would love to go, but I'm not going, but if you're going, just be careful, man. Be safe. Um, enjoy it, man. I, I, I mean, enjoy it, but just be safe enjoying it. I hope everybody just, you know, get there, have fun, come back, and have no issues. That's, that's all I can hope for. Because keep in mind, this is everybody coming from the States. I don't even know what they're going to do as far as, like, international travel. So, like, it's going to be primarily thirty five thousand you have citizens unless something
1: else is run a All right. And I think that also should conclude our coverage of news this week. And we are wrestling with the New Japan Cup 2021. It is in full swing. Um, we will not be, we'll be only, we, uh, Reviewing the the left side of the bracket today, um, cause haven't had a uh, time to do the right side because our lives are um are an exploding barbed wire deathmatch. So let's uh let's get into this. Um, first and foremost, Evil got a buy, and is that is Evil getting just a buy? just because they didn't have enough guys to fill up the bracket or is it just um, you know New Japan doing something that we might not know about just yet Kaliko?
2: I mean he got a buy but just to go to the other side of the bracket Tanahashi got a buy so you know it is what it is. So, so I get the point that that like what you're trying to make. I, I maybe it's a I feel sorry for evil thing, but I mean maybe heels get heels getting a buy always is going to get like
1: heat,
2: the 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 heat, and and I think that's what they're going away. Because keep in mind, DBI even had a couple buys at WrestleMania four, so. It just gives them heat to where it's like, I ain't got to work as hard and because I'm better than you type shit. So that's what I think they're going for. Uh, Can um, y'all be quiet?
1: <laughs> the, on you. the fourth, <laughs> Jeff Cobb uh, defeated Satoshi Kojima. No surprise there. Um but in our first bracket buster controversy, um Katsuya Naito lost to the Great Okan. Um you know, and we'll talk about, you know, the other bracket busters uh this year. Uh is this a real big blow to Naito to, you know, continuously go on this downward spiral or did Great Okan need it a little bit more? Because he hasn't really gotten a big win in new Japan yet, uh, Scooter
3: guy you, you know something something was clicking in my mind about about the great ocon uh when we were discussing him last time and you know him along with um el desperado i think i think the japan is trying to put their money behind them well i mean, that's really all i uh, i mean and, and what better way to do that than to Put him over your, uh... Your... One of your biggest stars.
1: What about you, Drew? What do you think about Great O'Conn going over their biggest star?
0: You're pushing um, Great O'Conn. That's what you're doing. That's all you're doing. You're... T- like I said, when I was last vid- visiting with you guys... Mm-hmm that um, New Japan needed to shuffle the the deck chairs a little bit. And is it the right guys that they're shuffling the deck chair with? It's a wait and see for me, but I just think you...
1: Think we watched, no. gave
0: what did that? Just to, I guess, give him that bump when the G1 rolls
1: around. I think, uh, I think they do got something done with Great Uh Toriyano defeated Badlock Fale on the 5th. Uh, no surprise there. Um, Huroki Godo Tai Taichi. They screw in Fale, though.
2: They <laughs> screw in Fale. Fuck,
1: fuck them. Um, now, I'll direct this towards Kaliko. Uh, tai Chi, it kind of seems like they always kind of give him, you know, maybe a high profile match just to see what he could do. But it always seems like he's just destined to be on that mid card, half, almost to the bottom of the card player. Uh, do you think that's more or less right? Or do you think that they might be having, they might have plans for Tai Chi? So we could about what can you tell us about, uh, tai chi, uh, tell? fuck tai chi uh <laughs> Fuck tai that, chi that's
2: usually that's usually my, my usual stance, fuck tai chi. Huh? But I mean you know, it's I mean he's improved. I'll give him that. I I'll I'll put it this way. He won my respect in the G one. He won it way more than Yoshihashi. So fuck Yoshihashi. <laughs> Congratulations, Tai Chi. You're getting off the list.
1: <laughs> Alright. Well, I think that might be better than you know, losing to Goto. So um Probably the most controversial match to come come out to date. Kazuchika Okada lost a shingo to Kage on the sixth. Um, Kalika bracket buster match. Uh,
2: yeah. If you're looking based on accomplishments, yes. If you're looking at momentum, no. And here's why. Because keep in mind, Okada last year had like... He had a good year, but it wasn't a Okada year, right? And right. Okada... Keep in mind, Okada lost the to fucking Toro Yano for the king of pro wrestling.
1: With a roll-up.
2: That With a roll-up, exactly. So, to me... It was it was that that's meant for Shingo to be taken seriously because we always said like it's it's either him or Hiromu who's going to be like the next heavyweight. Um, I was hoping Hiromu, but it seems like they're going to go with Shingo, and and it makes sense for Shingo because Shingo he's got the bigger mass, so I mean it's an easier transition, and plus he's a really really good. (laughs) Wrestler, so it ain't like he's a scrub. Uh, I feel like that—that's just setting the tone of anything can happen and don't don't nothing's guaranteed because I, I feel like Okada's still going to have some shit to do with Osprey, but you know, we'll, we'll see where that goes down the line.
1: No. Shingo Takage, after the match, uh, was very, um, you know, the adrenaline was pumping and you know, you could actually see him as uh, a major threat to Bushi. Uh Drew, if by some miracle, Takage actually does win the cup and wrestles Kodobushi, do you see this being, you know, a major threat to Koda do you think it's going to be a good match? And what was what is what is Shingo Takagi stand in New Japan right now?
0: He has upside. He has he has major upside going forward. So, will it be a good match with um, Ibushi? Sure, it would. And if he wins the cup, yeah, it's okay. Because to be honest with you, do you want to see? Okada win this cup. To be honest with you, the guy that should win the cup is Jay White, but that's probably not gonna happen. But if, it's it's go- if you're if if you're going to put this particular cup on somebody, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with, with um Shingo being the guy that you put the cup on.
1: Same question, Shudo.
3: I uh, Takagi is getting um some word of uh mouth because uh I, I was reading the uh Big E was uh name name dropping uh Takage at one point. Um so yeah, and this uh yeah, I mean I think this is uh yeah, I th- think it's Takagi's time.
1: I mean, why not pull the trigger right now? Next up, because
2: they'll set him up to slaughter for Obushi. That's why. <laughs> exactly. That's why.
1: Exactly.
2: Because they did the same thing with fucking my boy. They did him dirty. Now I want to see them do him dirty. Do Shingo dirty.
0: Take time to build. <laughs> if you build it, they will come is the saying. So take time to build these guys. You know what I mean? Take your time. Shingo is one of those guys that you should take your time in building. Don't just feed him to Ibushi just right away. Like I don't care if you make an, another Ibushi. Um, if Ibushi faces Okada again, or Jay White again, or Naito again, I don't. I don't mind any of those matches. If you're gonna build, these guys should be building. Use that G one. Tournament to be where that's the coronation of these next top stars in New Japan pro wrestling.
2: Ah, uh, G one, Jay White's winning the G one. They always bring the runner up back to, to run that bitch back. And so he, it, Jay, Jay up, White's winning G one.
1: But he it. ran it, it uh, ran up uh twice in twice already. So
2: yeah. It's, your it's time your time to but, um, oh no, it's coming! I'm going to Vegas. I'm putting that on there, right
1: now. Tommy uh, Homa lost to Monero Suzuki. Kaliko, uh, what's your favorite fruit?
2: Squash is a vegetable, bro. Don't be, don't be, don't be, don't be lying to me, bro. <laughs> Man, every person we interviewed has said it was a freaking vegetable. So uh, who, thank you thank you God. God. who who are <laughs> you going to disagree with? Yeah, the if they jump off the Empire still, would
3: you building, would you jump off as well? Yeah, if I had a parachute.
1: Fuck yeah. <laughs> Alright, let me rephrase the question. Kaliko, what's your favorite vegetable? A, squaw. Tomato. <laughs> a squash!
2: Nobody
1: tomato! that's question. Nobody asked you, Scooter. <laughs> Will
2: you again?
1: Kenta defeated Juice Robinson. Uh, No surprise there. Uh,
3: Squash Robinson.
1: (laughs) Squash Robinson. (laughs) Do you think Kenta might have a better chance winning this tournament uh, and actually winning the championship if he wins this tournament? Or hell no. Scoodle.
3: Mm, Let's go with hell no.
1: (laughs) Drew.
0: Uh, I agree with I agree with Scooter. I don't know.
1: Calico.
3: God. Don't tell me we lost Calico now. Yeah. No,
1: he,
0: he's he's here. He's still
1: here. Maybe he was never really here to begin with. Uh-huh. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wish I had that one. <laughs> Motherfucker, I'm always here. Oh my god. I'm always here. Got two phones. Damn it. I'm spirit. I'm
2: here in spirit. Even on mute, you can't defeat me. Let me in.
1: Oh Let me, me
2: in. in. Exactly. In spirit and with spirit. Put me in the put me in the club. Kenta could win as a consolation for fucking them over with Moxley, so uh, there's always that hope. There's always that hope.
1: And that I'll conclude our coverage of the New Japan Cup so far. We'll do some more reviewing next week on the show.
2: Oh yeah, we need to, because that second round is fucking lit.
1: Lit, lit. And we're wrestling with AEW Revolution preview. Maybe duck! Huh?
3: Quack. quack. I was just saying, no, there's a, there's a duck.
1: And... Goose?
3: <laughs> Yonk.
1: And how do you say AEW Skittle? AEW Lehu! It's so long since we've done that. Uh,
3: uh, yeah yes, we didn't need to anymore <sighs> it, it was, let, 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 let's move on with this fluster clock
1: it was uh it was last sunday it was a pre preview that was definitely on the air uh you know <laughs> it definitely happened. Are you talking to me? <laughs> You know, let's, let's get into it. Uh, AEW World Tag Team Championship match: The Young Bucks defeated Chris Jericho and MJF, but Warlow to retain. Uh, honestly, I didn't think this was a bad match. I thought this was a, a great opener for the actual pay preview. Scooter.
3: Yeah, it was a it was a good match. Um, I mean pushing the uh, you know envelope between just exactly when the you know inner circle will explode or has exploded uh you know by the time you're listening to this. Um, uh wild <laughs> uh I didn't even use that term. Um uh but uh, you know, at, at least this this main event wasn't uh, directed by Michael Bay.
1: Drew, your opinion on the match?
0: It was the best thing on the card, to be honest with you. It was the best way to open the show. The guys in the match showed you everything they needed to do. And like Scooter said, it just pushed the storyline with the ex- the... As the inner circle is getting ready to explode, but to me that was the best match of the card.
1: And Kaliko, uh, could we get Kaliko one ex- instead of Kaliko two?
2: Oh, not you don't want the fiend Kaliko? No, <laughs> 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 it, it was it was a good match. I mean, it, it was good storytelling. I, I, like I said, I'm all, my only confusion is is with the Bucks, because one week they're heels and the next week they're faces. So I don't know what the hell is going on with them.
1: Next up, uh, Ray Phoenix and Pac on the Tag Team Casino Battle Royal. And um, guess who was the only person that picked that match to win? Picked Ray mm-hmm. Phoenix and Pac to win. <laughs> And you know why? Cause, oh, oh, oh. Cause oh, because
2: they're only going to get a goddamn tag match like eight months from now. Like, shit. Yeah, we'll put you on the back burner, of Pac and Phoenix.
1: No problem. If they actually did it. we're still waiting for Pac and Omega.
2: Bro, record rise, Pac should have had a title shot before MJF, so don't even get me started.
1: Yeah, don't want don't to go there. Um,. Next uh, next match, AEW Women's Championship match. Hikaru Shida defeated Ryo Uh, Kaliko, what's your favorite vegetable?
2: Squash, but you kind of saw this shit coming. I I feel like, I don't know what the fuck they're doing with the women's division. This is like the, uh, it's just like, uh, I, I don't know what they're doing, man. I feel like I feel like Thunder Rose is just there, like to be there.
1: Technically, she's technically an AEW superstar,
2: bro. She didn't have more matches than probably a couple of AEW superstars. That's my point. That's my point.
1: <laughs> That's, uh, it is. I guess it is what noting enough for the match. Nyla Rose uh, came and attacked. Um, Cheetah, like we haven't seen that match over a thousand times before. Um. With uh, uh, with Baker and Reba.
3: Not. It's Rebel, not Reba!
1: No. It's it's Reba. That's what Baker says.
3: Well. You notice it now says Not Reba in promotional uh, materials? Yeah. In yes,
0: it does. Every time, if you look at the poster, it says Rebel, and in brackets or parentheses, Not Reba. It's just it's just Britt Baker playing the, the heel to call her handler or her assistant by the wrong name. That's all it is. It's to get heat.
2: Kind of like how Diddy does his assistants in real life.
0: Yes, it's, it's just to get heat.
1: And hypothetically speaking, would the butcher, the blade, the baker, and the bunny be a great tag team? You're forgetting if,
0: the, forgetting the can, candles candles
1: pick maker. Yeah. You're pretty pretty good restaurant. I mean, candlestick
0: maker. Four bees.
1: There you go. Um, next match up. Uh Miro and Chip Sabian defeated Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. Oh uh, man, what are they doing with with Orange Cassidy? I mean you you draw Chris Jericho into a vat of uh of mimosa and you well, think that, that you let's... have the whole world in your hands and then you'll drop into Miron. What what say you uh shooter?
3: I mean mimosas are delicious, so can't complain. Uh... Uh... But... Yeah, yeah. I mean... They're, they're starting to build to a... What I'm assuming is going to be a Kip Sabian face turn. And I'm not exactly sure anybody actually asked for that. Um quite honestly. but
0: uh... What's say you, um, Drew? Yeah, I, I to be honest with you, when this match was going on, I was rolling a big head spliff, so I couldn't really give two shits what happened here, but I agree with what Scooter is saying. It's leading to a Kip Sabian heel turn, or a babyface turn. And since Miro has come to AEW it just it just hasn't clicked for me with what they're doing with him.
1: Calico
2: I think the biggest surprise is I, I know what Orange Cassidy sounds like now. But but I also but I also know that he dodged a bullet because keep in mind last year he was supposed to be at a He's supposed to have been dead because he's supposed to have been facing Miro Suzuki. So, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: He, he's he's living his best life right now.
1: Do you feel like what they're doing with Miro is organic and genuine? Or do you think that they're kind of forcing it, Scooter? Yeah,
3: they're forcing it. They... they They have no friggin' clue what to do, uh, quite honestly.
1: Right. I mean, if WWE. And WWE tried everything with Miro. If they couldn't find a way to. Oh, man. So, if WWE (laughs) didn't know what to do with Miro, what. How is AEW going to figure it out, right?
3: Exactly. They're not going to.
0: They don't know what to do Uh, with him. Both companies didn't know what to do with him. He had that little run with Rusev Day in the WWE, and that was fine, and that was getting over, and then they put him in a stupid storyline with the whole marriage breakup with Lana and Lashley and all that stuff. Oh, Bob. And And then he gets released, he comes to AEW, and then he's put in another wedding fiasco. So as a character, nobody gives a shit about Miro or whatever his name is. And it's as you said, Scooter, it's forced. It's put on. The character, it's jammed on our throats. And to be honest with you, I could care less. He could be off my TV, and I wouldn't miss him.
1: Like, do you have any love for Miro, or should we just put Mark in front of his name and say that Rana went with uh, <laughs> Black Lesnar? Black black,
2: black, blockbuster right there. The original Blockbuster. You know, uh, uh,
3: He'd he be, <laughs> no, he be Black Lesnar. Black Lesnar. <laughs> no, black, uh, black
2: Oh, blah. Resner. Like, blah just do I, uh, a little. When it comes to him, man, I feel like I would have never, if you had told me that him riding on a tank would have been his apex, I I would have been like, nah. But he fell into and, and, and this is what I call it because I have a theory. I have a, I have a theory. What? And it's called, and, and it's the John Cena curse. I always call it because every person that is a newcomer that was up and coming, that was hella over, they run into John Cena. And when they run into John Cena, shit is never the same. It just like he was good until he got there. Right. And after that, it was gone. Bray Wyatt was good till he got there. After that, it was gone. He Nexus was good till it got there. After that, it was done. Like it you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. it is a bar, and he got to that bar and he couldn't rebound from that bar. And it was, it was, it was, more like he got
3: to that bar and the bouncer didn't believe his ID was real and didn't let him in.
2: Pretty much. <laughs> yeah.
1: he didn't believe he, he went to the
2: He he went to the bar and that tab, he couldn't even pick up the tab. <laughs>
1: Somebody that definitely picked up the top uh, Hangman Page defeated Matt Hardy in a big money match. That happened. Yes.
3: I mean, I mean, I'm disappointed that there was no actual, like, literal big money.
1: They give him a briefcase full of money?
2: And he goes and buys buy- a lawnmower? No, that, that, that's not... That's not right.
1: I mean, if it's <laughs> a cool lawnmower, if that Makes a difference.
2: Who who goes? Oh my God! I got a bunch of money. I can't wait to go buy a lawnmower.
0: Somebody that's into lawnmowers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: ain't
2: nobody. Any... Ain't nobody into that lawnmowers that damn
0: much. Do no. you know any
1: lawnmower enthusiasts?
0: <laughs> to be uh... honest with you, no, I don't. And again, I'm gonna say this and. I was trying to save it for the main event. AEW is trying so hard to please 54 different masters, and they don't know which one they can please to the best of their abilities. The problem with this show is this, and this is coming from a guy that's been watching wrestling since the mid-80s. You have to tell us stories and give us compelling characters so that when we decide to put down our $50 or our $60 or $70, like for instance, my wife was like, Israel Abbasanya's fighting. I need to see it regardless of anything else. She just saw his name. It was running. The, the commercial was there. I need to see that fight. The AEW has not done that with anybody on their roster. Nobody is there that is must-see. Everybody is the same. They're like they're trying to appease the people that used to come to the PWG shows in in the armory. They need to figure out, and they need to ask themselves this question. Are we trying to appease the indie crowd and the internet wrestling marks, or are we trying to be a credible national wrestling promotion that is presenting wrestling in the sports factor that they should be presenting wrestling in. Because to be honest with you, and I agree with Jim Cornette, and he said this years ago, the UFC and mixed martial arts in a whole is doing wrestling better than wrestling is doing it. Just because you have wrestling in your name doesn't mean that you're doing it properly. And, and to be honest with you, AEW with this particular pay-per-view ain't doing it properly. Why you shouldn't know PWG,
2: man? Bola tickets are like joining the Illuminati to get, man. I've been trying to get them <laughs> bitches
0: forever. You know, you didn't man, sell one of your oh no, sorry, go ahead. No, continue to with, with the reason why I say this is this because I've been watching this particular entertainment ve- um entertainment genre for many years, and my, of course, as I've gotten older, my tastes have changed. What I used to like back in 1987 wasn't what I liked in 1997, wasn't what I liked in 2007, and it's not what I like now, and when you're a new promotion that had all this momentum going into it, and you provide us this, as a fan I'm turned off of it. I don't want to see this. None of your characters are compelling. None of your storylines make sense. As you guys just said, a guy won a match that he won X amount of dollars and bought six bottles of whiskey. I can understand because he's a drinker and a lawnmower. Even Stone Cold bought a damn pickup truck. Nobody buys a lawnmower. It's it's just what are you what are you booking? Shits and giggles, or are you booking wrestling? That is the question I've always had for AEW.
3: Considering, you know, he's a Hankman, shouldn't he be, like, using, like, ox-powered carts?
2: <laughs> That's fucked up. I mean, if the Lawnmower had spinners, I would have been impressed. If it had dubs, if it had 20s on them things, I would have been, like, okay, that makes sense.
1: Next go next match up, Scorpio Sky defeated Cody Rhodes, Lance Archer, Panther Metal, uh Max Tasker, Eden Page to win the Face of the Revolution ladder match for uh, TN, TNT title match on this week's episode of Dynamite.
3: This This was the greatest Sonic the Hedgehog level ever.
0: Yeah, right. I, was a, I, was I, I was I was about to say to that. that. It, <laughs> I was about to say that I was to say that too.
2: Somebody was like, "I want to say good luck to Scorpio Sky by Doctor Robotnik. I mean Darby <laughs>
0: Allen."
3: Yep. <laughs> yep. Darby Robotnik. Uh,
1: when when they said the brass ring, eh? <laughs> I almost imagine it being a little bit smaller and not look like a. Like a, 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 a like
2: a golden donut from The Simpsons.
1: Yes, thank you. Yeah. Oh my god! It, it, it looked like a hemorrhoid pillow. Yes, it did. It did
2: <laughs>
0: it hemorrhoid it did. winner.
1: <laughs> and
0: and again, that's that they. They were taking a shot at WWE because WWE heard Vince say this all the time: "You guys need to reach for the brass ring, reach for the brass ring." So they were just taking a shot at WWE, and the shot wasn't fired. Again, I said I said this on 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 our review over at um, Wrestling with DB and Drew that it was a a a shot was a fart in the wind that nobody gave a shit about, and you look goofy by putting up a as we just said a hemorrhoids pillow, the Sonic coin, um, a donut from the Simpsons. You look like, you look like you're like a gimmick. You look like a joke.
2: Well, they didn't take heed from Vince when he said, they're always gonna remember the finish. Yes.
1: And, I, I, I
3: think he was talking about finished people. <laughs> the actual finish of the
1: match, and you know the, the funny thing about it is Scorpio, you know, cried on it, so like he really needed his hemorrhoid pillow, <laughs> but uh, you know, just uh, you know, in all seriousness, Scorpio Sky, super underrated talent, and he really did deserve winning this, you know, this lateral match. Uh, what he didn't do, so mm. was getting squashed by Darby Allen the next uh, on Tuesday, uh,
0: on Wednesday. But, he wasn't really squashed, but the way the match ended on Wednesday night, it was the wrong person went over. Darby Allen does not need the TNT Championship, to be honest with you. Well, I
1: don't. Think he doesn't need the it. Person won, per person, but I won't say that it did progress maybe a storyline between Scorpio and um, Darby for the future. Uh, okay.
0: Let, let, me, let me ask you this. If you're trying to put somebody over in a loss, why would you have them lose to a roll-up and then post-match put them in a, a leg lock if this is supposed to further a storyline? The booking doesn't make any sense. The same leg lock
2: he could have used
1: in a match. In the so match. I, mean, yeah. I didn't say that it was good storytelling.
0: AEW does not know how to storytell. So how is Tony Khan, the booker of 2020, thanks to um, Uncle Dave over at the Wrestling Observer? You you guys let me know. How does, how does Tony Khan win that award? If he's the best booker, of 2020, with a show that we just saw on Sunday night and a Wednesday night television show that has no flow and is all over the place. You let me know,
1: dude. It's the same know.
2: way John Moxley's number one in PWI over Adam Cole. Let there you know. go.
1: Don't get even... started. Them. <laughs> Don't get clicker and, started.
0: <laughs> and, no, I, I like. I agree with what everything you guys are saying. It's just for me, it is hard to get behind AEW when AEW doesn't even know what they're trying to do. And the number two Booker
3: was Booker T. So
1: <laughs> sucker. Next up, uh, we. The mystery legend hall of fame or full, former world champion is revealed. And it's revealed as Christian another Cage. wet fart. Huh?
3: Another wet fart <laughs> Quite honestly.
1: Yeah Christian Cage. Coming out to his TNA team.
3: You know, give me Jewish Cage or Nicholas Cage. What about Johnny Cage?
1: <laughs> oh,
3: that's Johnny Cage after he gets in the balls.
1: Well, I mean, it would make sense if they maybe got, you know, an edge or maybe so Christian as the commentator for AEW and John Stark. And Outwork then... everybody. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Can, can, I, can I say something about that?
1: Yeah, please, please. Please.
0: Can I say something about that? Outwork everybody is the stupidest tagline I've ever seen in wrestling. So you, it, it comes across like you're on your job. I used to work in a grocery store and you can put up, let's just say, a thousand pieces of stock. Doesn't mean you outwork everybody. That's the stupidest tagline in the history of wrestling. What are you doing saying you can outwork everybody? What if you're the best wrestler at 47 years old with concussion issues coming into a new company, you can outwork everybody? Everybody that's on that roster is being told that they're the best things since sliced bread. And you another thing that these guys did was hype this damn guy. So we all sat here from Wednesday night until Sunday night contemplating will it be Brock Lesnar? Will it be, um,
1: her, all,
0: all, all, these, all these Hall of Fame names that were out there, and you give us Christian Cage. He was over in 2005 when he did this. Dude, it is 2021. I do not need to see Christian Cage in a ring after he's hasn't been active in years. And the last time he did something that was relevant was when he hugged Edge at the Royal Rumble.
1: Maybe he's going for employee of the month with the catchphrase. Probably no, Probably, uh, probably no. Dave Meltzer is throwing those out there. If I said I am the best,
0: I outwork everybody. Okay, what? That I. Okay, for instance, I work. I take overtime and ask for no pay. I come in early and I stay late. That that is that's what outworking everybody is i know we start work at eight and i show up at 6 30 and and start doing stuff i'm outworking everybody because the rest of y'all are coming in at eight o'clock i'm not i'm the boss says hey we need somebody to work until close and i decide to stay and say hey boss you ain't gotta pay me for overtime i'm outworking everybody because the rest of y'all are going home and i'm not so i'm outworking working y'all i live here no it's stupid it is dumb And it makes no sense. As a wrestler, how can you outwork work everybody as a wrestler? How?
1: How? You know, me, uh, me and Calico and Scooter was talking yesterday about, you know, Christian coming out. Uh, And you, uh, uh, Scooter, you were saying, how is this (laughs) a kick in Vince McMahon's balls If he he hadn't been on their TV since the Royal Rumble, which was almost considered a one-off at this point.
3: Yeah, and... I mean, quite honestly, yeah, maybe they did fool the dirt sheets because the news went around that Christian had re-signed with the WWE. And... We were all hoping for that you know edging christian you know reunion um you know as opposed to you know Paul white going to a e w with vince's blessing by the way
1: right
3: uh, you know what, you know what vince said to christian.
1: Who's Who Christian are you? <laughs> he
3: said, "Leave your blue dot at the door."
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, it's basically uh, the the Pat Patterson. Ah, oh, he's the problem now. Let him have him. Got him.
2: Fell <sighs> <gonna get sighs> away. Let me say one thing. Now, a wrestler has said earlier this week that Christian would be a good pickup as far as the backstage, as far as like culture, right? Trying to change the shift, shifting the culture of the locker room, right? Because you got a lot of new people and you got some veterans who were probably just letting shit slide, right? But the problem with Christian trying to go back and change the culture is that he's only going to change as much as the top people allow him to change. Right. Like that to me is the biggest what if ever. So to me, signing Big Show, signing Christian, having Jericho, these people are supposed to be setting a culture. But the problem is that the culture in itself is being set from the top, that it's everything anti-WWE. And And Chris Jericho said something interesting on a podcast a a while back, and he was like, I hope that we don't become TNA in the sense that we get too many WWE guys and look at what they're doing.
1: Not just like, WWE guys like current talent, but hmm. guys in the twilight of their career.
3: I think that one thing people I don't think are uh, f- f- taking into account as a possibility because they're laughing at this is that, yeah, Christian Cage is now all elite, but he was also Impact. And Cage is, was involved in one of the few times where the WWE and and TNA actually worked together you know, in the trade-off you know, for Ric Flair appearing uh, at the Hall of Fame with the Four Horsemen.
1: That was a completely fair trade.
3: Yes, that But... Given what's gone down on Dynamite, I wouldn't put it past them if Christian ends up
2: siding with Impact.
1: Ooh. Wow. Considering
2: the fact that he was looking at the AEW championship, I wouldn't put it past you. But then Same again here. but then again, that's a kick in the balls to what they were saying two years ago about being where wins fucking matter.
3: Well, someone's, someone's walking away a eunuch.
1: They have altered the plan. Pray they do not alter it again.
2: Plan subject to change.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of plan subject to change, uh, Sting and Darby Allen defeated Brian Cage and Ricky Starks in a street fight. Uh, which was more of an abandoned building match than a street fight. Um, that being said, I actually really liked the match. Uh, you know, once I saw that, you know, this was going to be a cinematic match, I kind of calmed down a little bit seeing Sting wrestle. And it made me enjoy it because I knew that they would have taken the precautions to, you know, protect Sting. Um, what say you, Strudel?
3: I, I, well, again, I have to reiterate this. Sting is cleared to wrestle. Um, I liked the hype up to this. I love the fact that Darby Allen finally filled in the other half of his face. Um, yeah, I like the fact that he was, like, sketching a ride. Um... I w- I would have loved to see Sting drive the the, you know, the WCW Hummer. That we never found out uh, who drove that. Uh, uh, I mean, in in terms of, yeah, I mean, this was a this was a, a cinematic match. It was the. Right they could do it was fun it was entertaining um it, it 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 really didn't like it didn't put it didn't really go over the top, which I think lends some credence to these types of matches uh but yeah you're not throwing like no one's taking like crazy fifty foot bumps through a window you know, like it's an action movie, you know, it's... A, I compare it to a video game fight sequence. Well
1: oh, no,
3: Just about, like, uh, yeah, from... I don't want to Maybe... Maybe Yakuza, maybe maybe Arkham Knight, uh... Name Persona. What's
1: that, YouTube?
0: Yeah, I enjoyed the match. The only the only problem I had was with the match is that you had the commentary. Commentary wasn't really needed in the match. You could have just showed me the cinematic match, and I would have been fine with it. The commentary just kind of turned me a little off of the match, and then when I went back and watched it a few days later on mute, I was more entertained with the match, and the right team went over.
1: Interesting.
2: Yeah, that commentary team had to go. Like, because because when you're doing a cinematic match, the the point of having a cinematic match is to allow the wrestlers to tell that story, right? Like when Taker and AJ did it, no one, no one, no commentary. Right? Cena Wyatt, no commentary. Sort of even Velveteen and even Velveteen and Cole, no commentary. So. The point is, is that it 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 drew attention away from what they're doing because the wrestlers should be able to tell what they're doing.
1: But other than that, good match. Well, that brings us to our main event: the AEW World Championship Exploding Barbed Wire Death Match. Kenny Omega defeated John Moxley to retain. And Honestly, I don't think it was that bad of a match. Though the match itself was actually pretty entertaining. I thought. Um, what say you, Scooter? Oh,
3: you know, <laughs> I'll say this over and over. The minute they knew they they fucked up, yeah, I would I would have. I would have had, called an audible, I would have had Don, Kenny, Luke, and Carl standing on the stage and just pointing and laughing, like, ha ah, you know, you're actually gonna blow up the ring. Or, like, you know, I, I, I wouldn't even believe that if, you know, if, like, four giant flags shot out that said, bang! That would have been
1: interesting. You know, but
3: like, yeah, continue. yeah. It, it, essentially, you know, it's you know, it's what ha- it's what happens when Viagra doesn't work.
1: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know, it would have been okay, I think, if if uh, Eddie didn't sell it. Uh, but what what say you, Drew? the, overall, the match overall, and then the aftermath.
0: Okay, the match overall, I was okay with the match. The overall piece of shit that I saw on my television screen. Do not promote this 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 is this is the Jamaican in me. Do not promote that you are selling mango and you're really selling beef patty. That's what they did. You put exploding barbed wire and then you come on 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 impact and talk about it was the biggest buy rate that AEW had on on pay-per-view because you put the word exploding you know how us wrestling fans stay you put exploding anything in the title of the main event we are going to put our money down and you give us this shit and you don't explain it properly on Sunday night like like Scooter said if they came up and they were pointing at, at them and laughing and as you said James if if um Eddie didn't sell it like he almost died from sparklers <laughs> it was it was and I said it I said it on on me and DB show it was a clusterfuck it was a clusterfuck and then the way you're trying to get out of it It was Kenny created a dud, and and that's the story we're going with. Then he should have explained that he built a dud on Sunday night, not two days later on on the TV. Because we, as fans, have put down our hard-earned money to see an explosion, and we got Gilbert sparklers. Where's my goddamn explosion? It's like I go to a West Indian food shop, and I order jerk chicken I want a spicy jerk chicken. I don't want fried chicken that has no spice. You know what I mean? That's what's going on. If I order a spicy beef patty, I don't want a mild beef patty. Give me what I ordered. And you didn't do that, AW. So fuck you and give back my fucking money. In paradise. I want my fucking money. All right? I wasted my $50 for an explosion and you gave me you gave me sparklers that I put for my 8-year-old daughter's birthday party. Come on. Come on. We endorse illegally streaming pay-per-view. <laughs> oh my
1: well, god, don't be dumb. If you watch, if you
0: watched it in an alternative means, good for you. You came 50 bucks. There's some of us that put down our money on Fight TV and paid our hard-earned money to see an explosion and got sparklers are fucking pissed off and want our money back. And then your explanation is in storyline it was supposed to be a dud. Fuck you. Went from fight TV to shite TV. Okay. They, they they don't pay me. They don't pay me to promote their stuff, but it's okay. <laughs> but AEW, <coughs> fuck you. Fuck your damn promotion. Fuck everything that you do. <laughs> I'm done. I can't support y'all. I'll I'll, I'll tune in because I do a podcast and we talk about it every week, but I can't support their stuff after that. These are the same guys that a year ago before this thing launched, before it got on TNT, they were talking about wins and losses are going to import. I'm I'm, I'm going, I'm going on, I'm going on my school box and then I'll be done. You told us a year ago when you started this damn thing that wins and losses are going to mean something. Fuck wins and losses. That top people meant something. We're not trying to be TNA. You know what You know what AEW is? And I'm, I'm going to get off my soapbox when I say this. AEW is what happens when WCW and TNA got together and made a baby. That's what happens. That's what yeah. AEW is.
3: It's like a.
0: Almost like a barbed wire
3: glass dildo.
1: Yeah. Hey, <laughs> oh, we didn't get to that interview yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Kaliko, you wanna... I'm,
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry guys, but I had to get that off my chest.
1: Oh, it's fair enough. I love it. Kaliko, you wanna finish this off?
0: Where is the earth shattering
2: kaboom? But, uh, but uh, dang, he went all Tupac on him. Fuck that boy. Fuck. <laughs> he, I I felt like I was gonna play hit him up in the background for him, just like so <laughs> can, get
0: get that shit off his yeah. chest, yo. Now I can go back and be my original self and have fun again.
2: Uh, but yeah, it, it was a bad taste. I mean, everybody knows it was a bad taste. You can have uh, a bad I didn't like the explanation though. I mean, it was a it was a lame explanation and they tried to make fun of it. And and it's good that they take take the lumps and move on, but to me, this probably was more pissing for AEW fanboys than anything. Cause keep in mind their whole spiel has been they're gonna be not WWE. And, and this was probably the one time where they could get anybody that they knew to, like, jump in and buy this pay-per-view, right? And that's the taste that's left in their mouth. So now it makes them look bad. WWE tries to, like, shit on them with the whole Kane uh, entrance. With one one little thing missing, and and it and it shows in the ratings. They lost two hundred thousand viewers this past week. So, this is the part where I was saying in a business, it's about expansion, and and I'm not gonna say that they can expand, but. Hey, they'll take the lump and move on, but it's a lot of people that they got to win back over now.
1: Well, let me ask this and... question to to any to everybody: if they didn't ex- uh, if they didn't promise somebody was going to explode, and that it was just going to be, and we lock we cut off the the spark laws and everything that happened with with Eddie Kingston and Kenny Omega just leaves. John Moxley in the middle of the ring, dead, and him on top of him raising the belt, and that's how they ended the pay preview. Would we have be having this conversation?
2: Yes, and the reason being is because it's not about. To me, it's not about what happened. It's about what. Keep in mind, this is the same night that they let the internet. And they doubled down on this free agent signing is going to be the biggest free agent signing. So this is one of those things where everyone's having these big expectations. And the one thing you need to do as a business is keep that shit steady. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're saying, A, a free agent's coming, and everyone's going, you know, and you see Big Show get signed that Wednesday... So you're thinking, holy shit, it's got to be somebody bigger than the Big Show. That that would be implied, right? So the same thing would be implied with this barbed wire match. You would think, holy shit, they're gonna do something big, right? So think of that. Like I spent fifty bucks to see Christian Cage get signed, and not a kaboom. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's too. It any other match could have been great. But those two things, which were the two main things that people were anticipating, were letdowns. So now it's a a negative effect. Does it make sense?
1: Yes.
3: Totally. 100%, man. I'm calling Gibbs on the name Nautica Boom.
2: (laughs) Nautica Boom.
1: All right. Now, All of this being said, uh, Scooter, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle.
2: Thumbs in the ass. Wow. Damn. Jesus Christ. I mean, you went just, bad boy I, on him. I mean, you went on. Well, I right.
0: had to, dude. I had, bad had bad to. Boy. Fuck, I had <laughs> to. Fuck AEW. Fuck. Fuck, fuck Kenny Omega. Fuck John okay. Mark. Fuck them Mar. all. They, they fucked me. So now I'm fucking mm. them. That's what happened. He's like, so <laughs> I'm from you know, XL. Fuck you too. <laughs> I, I I totally I totally understand. I, I agree with what you were saying, Kaliko. Is that you are trying? You are a new company trying to expand, but you are you are alienating your fan base by saying we're giving you a top name, Hall of Fame signing, and an explosion, and we got Christian Cage, and Sparklers, yes,
2: I think so, And then,
0: it, and then, it, it affected your ratings come Wednesday night because usually coming out of a pay per view, you have this hot angle going into TV. That oh my God, John Moxley was taken out. This that in the third, and the explanation is that Kenny made a dud. So all well, the of-
2: explanation was like Kenny. Kenny made the explanation of. I would rather have had you humiliated knowing that you lost to me, which then why have the match in the
0: first the place? first place. When we already had these two literally kill each other a few months back in that non-sanctioned match. Now this match was sanctioned for the title. We didn't need the exploding barbed wire. We didn't. You could have just said it was a barbed wire rope match and move on.
1: Yeah. So I
2: mean, that's why I said, like, the expectation. I mean, yes.
3: Usually I like to be bought dinner before, you know, being, you know, royally in the ass. <laughs> AEW did not buy me dinner.
2: Well, they, did, they didn't put the money on the dresser either. Nope. They didn't pay I, me to leave
3: either. I, I expect somebody to file charges saying to AEW, rape them.
0: They they no, 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 Uber no, no Uberite, no, no Uberite. Uber you know how you file charges? Is that you stop watching the show, you stop supporting them, you stop giving so, them follows on, the, on social media. That's how you. That's how you nip it in the butt. And if it doesn't change, then you know they didn't care about you in the first place. They only sent these things to get you in the door. Well. So
1: Drew, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle, or middle finger.
0: It's a big middle <laughs> finger. It's a big middle. I'm I'm double doubling up the middle finger.
1: Oh, double it's middle double,
0: finger. Okay, it's a double middle it's finger. It's a full stone. Like foam. Mr. Bean up in his middle.
1: yeah. on <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle.
2: It it's a thumbs down mainly just because of the expect expectation versus reality. It right. it has to be a thumbs down. There's no way that it could be. Be thumbs up. And if you think it's a thumbs
0: up, you're lying to yourself. Because you're a w mark. So you'll love anything that they do. And then you'll defend it because you're a w mark. You're not a wrestling fan. You're a mark out, you mark out for anything AW does. Yay, Christian Cage came in. Yay. They didn't give it an explosion. Yeah, you're AW Mark. That's the reason why. So you because the Oh, they see WWE would never do an exploding barbed wire match because they know better, cool. and they have to deal with shareholders and sponsors that they can't do that stuff. And, uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry.
1: It's okay. I,
2: I feel you. You hurt.
1: We'll <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll conclude our coverage of AEW Revolution. Uh,
2: Review,
1: please. <laughs> yes. Please put it
3: behind,
2: uh, <laughs> way over time.
1: Please like, subscribe, comment, vote on YouTube in task box. Uh, join us this Wednesday as we interview Colossal Mike Law. Um, and uh, you could catch us actually this Monday as well as we uh, reveal our picks for uh, uh, Wrestling with Mania. Uh, uh, Mania Madness Tournament.
3: Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah.
1: And uh, you, you can al- also uh, follow and watch our, our friend Drew on his podcast, Wrestling with DB and Drew Podcast. Uh, when does that drop?
0: Well, we pretty much review Raw, SmackDown, yeah. or Raw, SmackDown, and AEW. So, Usually the usually our raw reviews are up on Tuesday. Or our AEW and NXT reviews are up on Thursday, and usually Sunday we put up our SmackDown review. But if you want to find our podcast, we're on a great platform known as Anchor. You go to Anchor.fm and you type in the name of our show, which is Wrestling with DB, and DB is spelled with D. E E B Andrew. Um, you can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And you can check us out on Twitter. That is the word wrestling. W D B underscore D on Twitter. Facebook, just like the name of the show, Wrestling with D B. And on Instagram, we are Wrestling with D B Andrew. Right.
1: And then you're making us look back. Uh, three uh three podcast shows in, in one week. <laughs> we only do one.
0: <laughs> hey Lazy. Hey we, we hey over here at Wrestling with DB and Drew, we love wrestling and we want people that are not maybe fans or lab fans of wrestling try to get back into this thing. It it like I like I said with AEW, it's a love hate relationship I've had with wrestling. Wrestling has gotten me through some amazing times and some stressful times and some sad times. And sometimes wrestling has been the thing that has put me in a place where it is hard for me to be a fan and defend this damn thing. But I still love it and I still tune into it to this day. So
1: hey, outwork
0: you. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn right. Wrestling with DB and Drew is out working everybody. Damn right, that's what we do. And shout out and shout out to my co-host DB, man, out in Louisiana.
1: Yeah, shout out to DB. Um, and it would be a, it would be appreciated to us if you take give them a listen as well. Um, once again, uh, please like, subscribe, comment, put on YouTube task box. Lots of things coming up. Uh, you can follow everything that's going on with wrestling with entertainment at our official Twitter page, Wrestling with E. Uh, Drew, once again, could you tell us where we can find you on Twitter?
0: Me? You can find me on Twitter. That is D Wrestling DWrestling99 because I am part of the graduating class of 1999. And, fellas, you can see how old I am. Also, you can find me on Instagram. That would be Drew underscore wrestling ninety nine. And if you want to be a little old school and drop me a little email, that is mister Drew Wrestling ninety nine at gmail.com.
1: And what can we find, Coleco Yachts?
2: You can find me still trying to find what an email is at I am Coleco.
1: And what can they find, Scooter Dust?
2: You can find me over there,
3: no, behind you, to the left. And you can find me on Twitter, that's ScooterDust and hold it down for the UNB Network at UNBSWrestling.
1: And i of course, at JamesJ993. For our very special guest, Drew, Coleco Yachts, Scooter Dust. I'm James J., and this has been Wrestling With Entertainment.